Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillahi wahdah Wassalatu wassalamu ala man la nabiyya ba'dah We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to exalt the mention and send his blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam After which there will be no more prophets The return of Jesus alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam Does not constitute the sending of another prophet for the record But that is not the discussion of today, the discussion of today is the continuation or the continuation of the tafsir of the first hadith from the hadith in Arba'in al-Nawawiyah with the tafsir and the commentary, I would say, of Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih bin Uthameen alayhi rahmatullah. So let us go straight into it. I believe last week we stopped at the following statement. Um... So to differentiate habitual acts from acts of worship. مثاله, with an example of. أولاً, first. What's going on? A person who eats food out of desires strictly. And another person, another man, eats food seeking therein, fulfilling the command of Allah, the exalted of might. When Allah says in Surah Al-Araf, ayah number 31, and eat and drink. The consumption of food by the latter is an act of worship, and the consumption of food of the former is nothing but a habit. Bismillah. Thanian. So that is the first example. And this is why I've said this many times, and I remember we had to refute Nu'man Ali Khan when he came with this outlandish, innovative idea about uh, Niyyah, and that people don't intend this, they don't intend that, and you can go back to the lecture, for whose sake, where we clarify the position of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, in regards to the uh, intention, or also known as volition, determination, resolve, uh, among many other words that are used in the English language to denote the meaning of wanting to do something or intending something. We clarified there, how this is important because two two people can do the same act and one will be rewarded and one will be sinful or one will be rewarded and one will miss out on the reward for instance i go to the gym and i'm keen on going to the gym and working out can my gym visits be acts of worship absolutely Another brother goes to the gym. Before we discuss the intentions, can his going to the gym be sinful? Absolutely. Let's reverse it. Can the brother's intention make his going to the gym rewarding and mine make it sinful? Absolutely. So you won't think I'm praising myself here. So if I go to the gym with the intention of being a strong Muslim, I believe I'm applying the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Al-Mu'minu Al-Qawi, the strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. 
And while this hadith wildly speaks about uh, uh, the strong believer in his iman, the scholars have also included the meaning of physical strength. So if I go there in order to be strong, in order to support my brothers and sisters in case they needed support, in order to look after my family if needed, for me to be a person that could be depended on in case of uh, natural disasters, in case of some, some uh, uh, event which requires strength and agility and speed, then I could be there as a service. I could be a service provider to the Muslims. And therefore, that visit to the gym becomes an act of worship. If you go into the gym, however, so you could simply and merely flex, so you could take, uh, uh, you know, you could become a bodybuilder, you could uh, make a living out of it, uh, you want to become a personal trainer, whatever your story may be, either you will be sinful if the intention is bad or if the intention is, is good, but it's not for the sake of Allah, then you will just be, you'll get nothing. You will neither be sinful nor will you be rewarded. And if you use it for wrong means, then you will be sinful. If a person says, I'm going to go to the gym so I could have this massive body so that I could, you know, uh, uh, captivate the, the minds of the women and have, you know, girls chase after me, then believe it or not, that brother who's going to the gym is actually sinful if this is his intention behind uh, gaining muscle or, or, you know, building mass or whatever his story may be. You see how important it is to have the proper intention. So that applies to everything, every sport, every exercise, every workout, every consumption of food, every consumption of drink, every communication you make with the people. If your intention is to please Allah, to seek reward from Allah, you could talk to people, you could talk to a non-Muslim and your long-term goal is to give them da'wah. That conversation you're having with them, even if it's about worldly matters, is, is an act of worship that you'll be rewarded for. You see, it's a big deal. That's why we have to be very mindful of our intentions. We have to be mindful of our intentions. We have to bring this to mind. So the other example, ثانياً, A person is taking a shower with cold water just to cool off. The other one is, is trying to uh, uh, remove the major impurity. The first is habitual, customary, typical act that a person does. For the latter one, it's an act of worship. That's why if a man was in a state of janaba, then he immersed himself in, in the sea just to cool off. Then he prayed, it wouldn't suffice. He must have the intention to do ghusl. He did not intend worship. He intended cooling off. Mm. That's why some of the scholars said, The acts of worship of the negligent and neglectful and heedless people are habits. While, while the habitual acts of the people who are mindful of Allah become acts of worship. 
Let's give an example of how could acts of worship of these heedless people become just habits. Some people just get up and make wudu and pray just because it's habitual. And let's give an example of a person, the, the mindful people whose habitual acts become acts of worship. The person who eats in order to fulfill the command of Allah and he wants to sustain himself and he wants to be self-sufficed from people. That would be an act of worship. A person puts on a new, new, new garment and he's doing so in order to boast, in order to feel uh, superior to others. He will not be rewarded. Another person put on a new thawb. He wants the people to know the bounty of Allah upon him and that he is rich. He will be rewarded. Can you believe that? So you're putting on nice clothes and you intend with that, look, Allah Azza wa has blessed me. And this is from Allah. You're not, you're not trying to be superior to the people. You're trying to show them that you, alhamdulillah, you're, you're well off. You're okay. You can afford this. And this is from the ni'mah of Allah Azza wa on you. It is a rewarded. Another person puts on, on Friday the best of its clothes. The best of its clothes. Because it's a Friday, this is a habit. The other one, however, put on his best clothes as means of emulating the Prophet and this becomes an act of worship. So for Jumu'ah, you shouldn't go in your pajamas. You should not go in your pajamas. Put on some nice clothes, fix yourself up, preferably take a shower. If you have a spouse, preferably, I'm not going to go there now because I was told that there's some kids sometimes who attend the class. But there are certain uh, um, acts of worship associated with Yawm al-Jum'ah that could multiply your reward tremendously. So make sure you visit the websites of knowledge that break it down for you because I don't want to elaborate on it now. But in short, you go to the Jumu'ah, clean, fresh, Smelling good, looking good, feeling good. And you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't walk over people. You don't cross over the shoulders of people. The worst thing you could do on Jumu'ah is to go there and act like Allah didn't create anyone but you. And like everybody is beneath you. So you just, you see these people and I, my mind, I, man, I want to get up during Salah and, and, and kick him outside the masjid. Dude will be coming in in the middle of the khutbah and disturbing the entire masjid. Going, walking over people's shoulders, pushing this one away, pushing that away, and then squeezing himself in a spot where there is no spot in the first place. The level of selfishness and, and lack of concern for others is unrealistic, unreal. Un how? How? How do you sleep at night and how do you wake up in the morning when you're such a savage? You must be the savage uh, savage of the highest order with no regard to human life. 
and to Muslims and their honor to walk in and just walk over people. Ya akhi, ajlis, sit down. You have hurt, you have harmed the people as the Prophet ﷺ did when he saw a man do this on Jumu'ah. He said, sit down. You've harmed. You've harmed others. You're not allowed to do this on Jumu'ah. You come late, sit in the back. Unless the scholars say you genuinely find a spot in the front that is available and you will not be harming the people in the process to reach it. So with adab, you say, you know, you cannot speak, but you with your hand, you gesture, excuse me, and you gently squeeze yourself between the people without disturbing the entire masjid for you to sit in the space. And it's better for you to sit in the back. You want the early uh, uh, bird spot? You want the, the reward? Tafaddal. You have two hours, three hours before Jumu'ah to be there. Go ajlis and recite Quran and pray nawafil and do you. Ala kulli hal. So that is one. Tamiz al-ibadat min ba'd. So now we're going to make a distinction between the acts of worship themselves. So the first one is how to we use intention to differentiate between an act of worship and an habitual act. Now we're going to get more technical and say, okay, when we get to actual ibadat, how do we differentiate between them? Rajulun yusalli rak'atayn yanwi bithalika tatawwa. A man prays two rak'at intending they're in voluntary prayer. Another one praying two rak'at intending there in the faridah. And that could apply only in Salatul Fajr. Correct, brothers and sisters? Let's do a quick exam for you, see if you are with me or not. Huh? So the only occasion where you could intend on praying two rak'at and it will be faridah is Salatul Fajr. True or false? And if, if false, then, then one else. Uh-huh. Yalla ya akhwan. Yalla ya akhawat. Lah ya akbar. Akbar Khan said true. True or false? Aywa Umar. Give the reward and the award to Umar. The actual answer would be uh, no, it, it doesn't apply to Jumu'ah because you're with the Imam. We're talking about yourself. No, it's when you're traveling and you're shortening the Salah. If you're traveling, it's going to be either Fajr or Dhuhr or Asr or Isha. All of these will be two rak'at. If you're traveling, then you will be intending to pray two rak'at and that will be your faridah. I'm not talking about the communal prayers and up with the Eid and Jumu'ah. That doesn't apply, obviously. It applies, but it doesn't apply. You know what I'm saying? Come on, y'all. Anyways, good, good. Some of you, some of you are, uh, are sharp today. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Then it could be, and another person is just praying nafila. So both deeds were differentiated or distinguished via intention. This is a nafil. Nafil is voluntary. This is obligatory. And according to this, then you could make an analogy accordingly. Uh, and I remember, I, <laughs> yeah, Allah, I remember the, one of the brothers, may Allah bless him, uh, 
uh, a brother that had a big influence in, on me in, in my life. He was wearing a, a hoodie, uh, uh, not a hoodie, a beanie. And the beanie had on it NFL, right? Which is, I think, the National Football League for the American football in America. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, wow, you know, NFL? Like, I, you don't look like a football player. He said, no, this is not NFL. This is Nefil. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yo, that's good. That's a good pun. And from that day onwards, anytime I see NFL, I think of Nefil. So some things, you know, you come across once in your life and they kind of live with you for a long, long time. Some things you cannot unsee once you've seen them. Some things you cannot unhear once you've heard them. That's why today we had the urge to go back to the uh, Pakistan, uh, the Pakistan famous video of I Love Pakistan Grape. And then the, the fact that it was recorded in Jeddah while everybody is talking about they, you know, they, they love Pakistan, will never leave Pakistan, what did they Pakistan? And all of them are outside of Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the mentality of the kids. <laughs> I want to destroy India, you know, uh, nuclear weapons. I want to become a pilot. And it's just, it was, it's this video is, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't. It's too much. It's really too much. So what is intended with niya? Tamizul ibadati ba'diha min ba'd kannafli ma'al farida. أو تمييز يس أو تمييز العبادات من العادات. And by the way, that's wrong. But I I will sacrifice my love. That is wrong. But you look. I don't care how much you love your country. This is fanaticism. This is patriotism of the of of the criticized the 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 dispraised type. This is too much. You cannot love your country so much. It's a country at the end of the day. The, the people يعني, in, 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 in their nationalistic uh, exaggerations go overboard over their countries. Yeah, grow up. Who cares? At the end, you're the son of Adam and your passport and your nationality mean absolutely nothing. Aslan, if we go back in your lineage, you, you're probably from, from the people that you hate. You are probably you probably have in your lineage 10 15 people from the people that you hate from the other country that you think that you're not from. Ma the lineage has been mixed all over the world. Allahu alam who's coming from where and who's had what his grand grand grandfather was doing uh, when he married four women and you know you came from these four yani it's a mix of of uh, of, of na nationalities all of them intertwined. And you're trying to be crazy about one particular country and, and uh, you know, hate another is, is un-Islamic. It's very un-Islamic. The, the beef between Lebanese and Syrian people, the beef between Indians and Pakistanis and Bengalis, uh, the beef between, I don't know what, uh, Americans and British, if, if there's a beef. All of this is just nonsense, you know? All of this is just nonsense. And it needs to be, this is from jahiliya. This is from ignorance. And this is from asabiya. This is from the type of uh, fanaticism and extremism in, in liking or appreciating your lineage or your skin color or your background or your people. Yeah, you're going to be buried in the, in the dirt. You're going to be buried in the dirt. And none of this is going to happen. Your passport, if you're Pakistani, is not going to come and pull you out of the grave. على كل حال
واعلم ان النيه محلها القلب know that the niya resides in the heart the place of the niya is the heart ولا ينطق بها اطلاقا and it should never be uttered it should never be uttered لانك تتعبد لمن يعلم يعلم خائنه الاعين وما تخفي الصدور because you are worshiping the one who knows the treachery of the eye and what the what the chests conceal والله تعالى عليم عليم بما في قلوب عباده الله عز وجل the exalted knows what is within the hearts of his slaves ولست تريد ان تقوم بين يدي من لا يعلم حتى تقول اتكلم بما انوي ليعلم به and you're not standing before one who does not know uh, he does not know so that you'll say uh, i'm going to say i'm going to articulate or i'm going to verbalize my intention so that he will know it انما تريد ان تقف بين يدي من يعلم ما توسوس به نفسك you are actually you want to stand between the hands of the one who knows what your own self whispers to you. And he knows your going about and he knows your past and your present. And that's why it has never been narrated. From the Prophet وسلم, nor from his companions, may Allah be pleased with them, that they ever, ever uttered the deeyah. That's why uttering the intention, whether whether out in the out in the open, audibly or internally, is a bid'ah that should be prohibited. What is the difference between the two brothers and sisters? I'll tell you what the difference is. Sirran, when you say it in secret to yourself, meaning you say in yourself, as I told you last week, I intend on praying for rak'at salat al-dhuhr. Okay, that's, that's sirran. Jahran, which is also popular, people actually say it out loud in the salah. And the people around them can hear them. Khilafan liman qala min ahli al-ilm, this is to oppose some of the scholars who have said that he should say it out loud. And some of them said he should say it internally, secretly. And they said that this is the case because there has to be an agreement between a heart and a tongue. Ya subhanallah. How perfect is Allah. Aina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an hadha. Where is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from this? لو كان هذا من شرع الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم لفعله هو وبينه للناس. If this was from the legislation of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he himself would have done it and he would have clarified it to the people. ويذكر أن عاميا من أهل نجد كان في المسجد الحرام أراد أن يصلي صلاة الظهر وإلى جانبه رجل لا يعرف إلا الجهر بالنية. It was mentioned that a, a layman from the people of Najd was in the Masjid al-Haram. He wanted to pray Zuhr. And to, to to his side was a man that does not know, uh, he does not know about this utterance of the niyyah. He's not familiar with it. And when the iqam of Salat al-Dhuhr was made, 
and established قال الرجل الذي كان ينطق بالنية the person who's used to uttering the niyyah said اللهم إني نويت أن أصلي صلاة الظهر أربع ركعات لله تعالى oh Allah I have intended to pray ظهر صلاة four ركعات for the sake of Allah خلف إمام المسجد الحرام behind the imam of the مسجد الحرام ولما أراد أن يكبر when he was about to do the takbir قال له العمي the, and this is a layman saying to this knowledgeable supposedly knowledgeable person he said uh, so the layman said to him اصبر يا رجل wait <laughs> be patient بقي عليك التاريخ واليوم والشهر والسنة you've left out the date and the day and the month and the year فتعجب الرجل so the man was amazed what's left if you're going to say oh Allah I intend on praying four rak'at uh, uh, you know behind Masjid al-Imam on uh, you know the 3rd of February or what the 3rd of, of Muharram uh, the year 1445 what are you giving a lecture or you're writing a book or what are you doing this is a, a, a point here that we need to discuss a matter for discussion if a person says لبيك اللهم عمرة ولبيك اللهم حجا ولبيك اللهم عمرة وحجا أليس هذا نطقا بالنية أها يقار الله في شيخ بن عثمي عليه رحمة الله يقار الله في شيخ بن عثمي عليه رحمة الله because what شيخ بن عثمين does is when he knows that there could be a, a, a misconception a matter that is confusing if he knows that there's a possible misunderstanding he will bring it forward himself and then he will address it he will present it and he will respond to it, closing all the doors for any possible confusion that the people may have. What is this? So the, he said, if uh, the one who does talbiyah, uh, if you guys have ever done umrah and hajj, you know, you say, umrah. here I am, O Allah, for umrah. Here I am, O Allah, for hajj. Or if you're doing hajj tamattu'ah, if you're doing Hajj Tamattu or Quran, you're going to say Labbaik Allahumma Umran wa Hajjan or for the Quran actually. For the Tamattu, you say Labbaik Allahumma Umran mutamattian biha ila al-Hajj. Ala kulli hal. So that's for the Quran, the type of Hajj. You will say this. Isn't this a type of uttering the Niyyah? Fal-Jawab, the answer is La. Nope. Nice try though. Keep trying. Hada min idhari sha'iratin nusuk. This is a type of displaying the right this particular rite of Hajj, this particular aspect, sacred aspect of the Hajj. That's why some of the scholars said, Allahu Akbar. They said that the uh, takbir, the takbir in the nusuk, is equal to uh, sorry the talbiyah and the nusuk is equal to takbirat al-ihram and the salah fa'idha lam tulabbi lam yanaqid al-ihram if you don't do the talbiyah your ihram does not you don't engage the ihram basically you don't re, you don't initiate it you don't start it, it doesn't act it doesn't it doesn't uh, apply it's not valid yet kama annahu law lam tukabbir takbirat al-ihram and salah man aqada salatuk similarly if you don't Initiate your salah with takbirat al-ihram. Your salah has not been established. That's why it's not from the sunnah to say what some of them said. Allahumma inni uridu nusuk al-umrah. Aw uridu al-hajjah fa yasiru li. Oh Allah, I want umrah. Oh Allah, I want hajj so facilitated for me. 
لان هذا ذكر يحتاج الى دليل ولا دليل this kind of ذكر this kind of دعاء this kind of remembrance of Allah requires an evidence and there is no evidence واذا انكر على اذا انكر على من نطق بها ولكن بهدوء اها الشيخ said then i should uh, i should criticize or i should uh, refute or i should deny the person who utters but calmly calmly بان اقول له i say to him يا اخي my brother هذه ما قالها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا اصحابه فدعا the prophet sallam didn't say this nor did the sahaba so leave it alone فاذا قال قا... فاذا قال قالها فلان في كتابه الفلاني if he said to, if he said to you Uh, such and such person said in one in that book of his يعني فلان ياسر قاضي said it in uh, in his book I am the king of scholars and PhDs فقل له القول ما قال الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم the real statement is what Allah and his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said not what uh, uh, ياسر كاري said in his book وإنما لكل امرئ ما نوى هذه هي نية المعمول له and verily every Uh, every person will have that which he intended for. This is the niyyah of the that which the deed is done for. And the people vary in this regard tremendously. The people vary in this regard tremendously. No, 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 you're not going to do that to me again. Okay. Uh, so let's see how. So people vary. حيث تجد رجلين يصليان بينهما أبعد ما بين المشرق والمغرب. You will see two people praying, yet what is between them is as far as what is between the east and the west. أو مما بين السماء والأرض or what is the or the difference or the distance between the heavens and the earth في الثواب in terms of reward لأن أحدهما مخلص والثاني غير مخلص one of them is sincere and the other one is insincere وتجد شخصين يطلبان العلم you see two people seeking knowledge في التوحيد seeking knowledge of tawheed او الفقه or jurisprudence او التفسير or exegesis او الحديث or the science of hadith احدهما بعيد من الجنه والثاني قريب منها one of them is far from paradise while the other one is near paradise وهما يقران في كتاب واحد على مدرس واحد they both read in the same book under the same teacher فهذا رجل طلب دراسة الفقه من أجل أن يكون قاضيا والقاضي له راتب رفيع راتب رفيع ومرتبة رفيعة الله أكبر uh, One man studying fiqh because he wants to be a judge and the judge has a, has a handsome salary and a lofty position and I know this from experience MashaAllah, tabarakallah. I'm not going to mention the name of the sheikh who was a qadi, but I know, MashaAllah, tabarakallah, he used, <laughs> he used to 
get paid an arm and a leg. How did I meet him? I met him by going with one brother who had uh, domestic issues with his wife or was it with his wife or with his employer? I don't remember. And his brother needed a translator. So this was back in Jeddah. He took me with him uh, to the Qadi as a translator. And it was the funniest thing. The Qadi was the most chill person on earth. Man, the brother had his, you know, shimag and he's just sitting there in his very fancy uh, uh, office and he has a siwak. He's just sitting there, you know, doing his siwak and cleaning his teeth, you know, and he's just, he's just chill. He's just too chill. And uh, I went in with the brother and he started translating. <laughs> it's so funny that the Qadi was so happy to meet me. He forgot about the brother and his case. And he imagined the brother's distressed that he's complaining about, I don't know, I think his employer didn't give him a salary for I don't know how many months and what. I don't remember the story, honestly, because I've, I've gone with, the multiple, with multiple brothers to the court to translate for them. So sometimes it was domestic issues. Sometimes it was with their employers. I don't remember this one was which. Long story short, the brothers, oh, Allah, where are you from? I said, I'm from Lebanon. What is your story? I told him, I, you know, I'm Lebanese, lived in America, came over here. Man, he, man, I don't even know what happened to the brother's case. We, the Sheikh just was so happy to meet me and, you know, we exchanged numbers. And next thing you know, he, want, he wanted me to teach him English. He just liked the idea of, of learning English. And I remember back then, yani, I, was, I was financially, I was, on, on, I was barely making ends meet. Financially, I was on the edge. You know, I, I, when I first came here, we struggled a little bit, alhamdulillah. And this brother was so, it was so easy for him that he said, listen, um, I'll pay, I live in this building. I'll rent, I'll pay for your rent for the whole year. Uh, in return, you teach me English, like I think once or twice a week. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, what? Like for real? <laughs> like for real? <laughs> like, no, you can't be serious. I'm thinking like, dude, like how much money do you have for you to just be like to, to casually offer someone to pay their annual rent in order to teach you English for like a couple of times, three times a week, or my wife will also teach his wife, whatever, no matter what package it is, it's going to be nothing. Nothing for you to have your rent paid for a whole year. And that's exactly what happened. And the funniest thing is after we lived there, he was busy so often. I think we've had like a few classes, like all together, we had like four or five classes. Imagine. So when I, when I inquired, they told me, Akhi, the Qadi man, the Qadi makes buckloads of money. Why? So they don't get bribed. So the government pays them a lot of money in order to close the door of bribery, subhanAllah. Because if he doesn't make enough money and he doesn't fear Allah, one a person with a case will have will have an issue come say, Ya Shaykh, they close that door. They pay him so well that they're not impressed with any kind of bribe. They have to judge by what is uh, halal and haram and what is what is right and wrong, which is which is actually wallahi, a beautiful thing. Something that the people don't appreciate especially those who are busy talking trash about the kingdom all the time, they don't appreciate these things. And they don't appreciate that until now, everywhere you go, you go to the mahkamah, there's a qadi, and they go by the Quran and the sunnah, and they, they use the same rules from the Quran and the sunnah, witnesses and not witnesses, and everything is by, by the book. Everything is by the book. All of these things are still there. And there are no alternatives. There are no alternatives. That's the only way. When, when issues like this happen, it's going to be according to the Sharia al-Islamiyyah. And you go to these places. You go to the Mahakim 
all you see is is uh, people of knowledge and qudat and people there you know dealing with their domestic problems and so on and so forth but people don't want to appreciate or acknowledge the good they only wait for some issue that happens which happens and then they put that and highlight it like there's no khair left whatsoever yeah be fair be fair even in the uk there's some khair there's evil and there's some khair but when it comes to here nobody sees the khair illa man rahimallah Al-Muhim, that was a story with Al-Qadi. His name will not be disclosed for my uh, own good. <laughs> so the other person, Awathani daras al-fiqh min ajil an yakun aliman mu'alliman li ummati Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa The other person studied fiqh in order to be a scholar who teaches the ummah of the Prophet alayhi salatu wa salam. Fabaynahuma farqun azim. Uh, between them is a great difference. قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said من طلب علما وهو مما يريد وهو مما يريد إلا أن ينال عرضا من الدنيا لم يرح لم يرح رائحة الجنة Let me just make sure that the hadith is authentic. Imam Ahmad رحمه الله and it doesn't mention the footnote the authenticity of the hadith. على كل حال the hadith says uh, whoever seeks knowledge from that which is Allah's face is sought basically, and he only does so in order to attain a worldly life, he will not even smell the fragrance of Jannah. He will not even smell the fragrance of Jannah. So brothers and sisters, when you learn, you should not learn in order to argue with the ignorant or in order to, to, be, to seem to be more knowledgeable than the, the person next to you. You should learn this deen in order to uh, remove ignorance from yourself and for you to worship Allah properly, and for you to teach the Muslims. You do it fi sabilillah, and not for any other intention which might mess you up eventually. ثُمَّ ضَرَبَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمْ مَثَلًا بِالْمُهَاجِرِ فَقَالُ So then the, the Prophet proceeded to strike the similitude of an immigrant. He said, فَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ وَالْهِجْرَةَ فِي اللُّغَةَ مَأْخُوذَةَ مِنَ الْهَجْرِ وَهُوَ التَّرْكِ so hijrah linguistically comes from hajr. Hajr, Turk, it is abandonment. Hello? Abandonment. So when you leave something, you leave it behind, you abandon it. This is the technical linguistic meaning of uh, hijrah. As for the legislative meaning, Islam. It is to move from the land of kufr to the land of Islam. وَهُنَا مَسْأَلَةٌ And this is very relevant to you, my brothers and sisters, so please pay attention. هُنَا مَسْأَلَةٌ هَلِ الْهِجْرَةُ وَاجِبَةٌ أَوْ سُنَّةٌ You, you my brothers and sisters living in the Western world, in the non-Muslim countries, is hijrah obligatory or recommended? والجواب, the, the answer, أَنَّ الْهِجْرَةُ وَاجِبَةٌ عَلَى كُلِّ مُؤْمِنٍ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُ إِظْهَارَ دِينِهِ فِي بَلَدِ الْكُفْرِ Hijrah is obligatory in every believer who's unable to display his religion in the land of disbelief. His Islam will not be complete until he migrates. And that which the obligatory act cannot be established except through it, then that thing itself becomes obligatory. Such as the migration of the Muslims from Mecca to Abyssinia. Or when they migrated again from Mecca to Medina. So the, the point here is, are you able to are you able to exercise your religion freely in the country? 
in which you're living. And that means that goes beyond the establishment of the salah in the masjid. So for the sisters who live in European countries that don't allow her to wear the hijab, wearing the hijab is a social legal crime for which you will be fined and imprisoned. It is obligatory on these people to leave France or any land of disbelief of this nature. If you're not allowed to practice your deen, then you need to leave this country and it's obligatory on you to leave. Obligatory. It's not up to you. It's a, If it's not a wajib, it's a sunnah. It's still recommended that you move to a, a majority Muslim country. I understand very well that not all countries, not all countries uh, have the ability to, you know, to uh, welcome foreigners so it's a challenge for a lot of you and that not every country is considered to be muslim in the ultimate sense there are some aspects of islam that are not being practiced it doesn't matter the scholars say if it's a majority muslim country if the majority of the people are muslim and therefore you are in a better situation a better condition than living among the non-muslims and these countries vary in in goodness and in excellence and, and, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of homework you have to do, but that's something you should have on your agenda. Whosoever's migration is to Allah's messenger, then his migration is to Allah's messenger. Uh, this is like a man who uh, moved from Mecca before the uh, conquest. To, uh, to Medina, he moved from Mecca to Medina before the conquest. He's seek, seeking Allah's messenger. He wants Allah's reward. He wants to make it. He wants to be. He wants Allah to be pleased with him. And if you indeed intend, if you want Allah's messenger, he wants Allah. He wants the face of Allah, and he wants to, to aid the Deen of Allah. This is a good intention. He wants Allah's Messenger So he could he could gain his companionship and he could work and apply his sunnah. And he could fight for it. And then he could also invite the people to the sunnah of the Prophet and to protect the Prophet and to aid his religion. This person's migration is then to Allah and His Messenger. Allah says in the Hadith Al-Qudsi, Whoever seeks nearness to me, a handspan, I will seek nearness to him and arm's length. I will be closer, I will get closer to him and arm's length. Allah, if you intend Allah, if you really seek Allah, then Allah will reward you for that more than the effort that you actually put forth. Tamam? So inshallah, we will stop at this before we deal with the mas'ala of uh, the migration after the death of the Prophet alayhi salatu wassalam. So we are page number, page number 17, please. All righty then, Bismillah. Are you burning, Sheikha?
A speaker in my area said that Ash'aris and Maturidis are not a different sect but on a different path and are still considered as part of Ahl-Sunnah al-Jama'ah. Is this correct? Absolute falsehood. Wallahi, this is absolute falsehood. No, they're not on another tariqah. They are on another aqidah altogether. Ash'aris and Maturidis stem from Jahmiyyah and Jahmiyyah are those who deny Allah's names and attributes and they distort the meanings of the ayat and the ahadith and they offer alternative meanings that the Prophet ﷺ did not offer nor his sahaba nor the early generations. They are on a completely different aqidah than we are. Please refer to the entire playlist of al-aqidah al-wasitiyah so you can know why exactly I said what I said. Inshallah you'll find the answer to be satisfactory. Stath, what is what if the intention is a mixed one? What if someone is doing a deed for the sake of Allah and also to gain a worldly benefit? No problem. No problem. If your intention is to for the sake of Allah and to gain a worldly benefit, no problem. What you cannot do is have the intention for the sake of Allah and for the sake of someone else. That is the type of shirk, a shirk al-azgar or riyah that you're not allowed to have, which is when you do something for the sake of Allah and to impress the people. As for doing a deed for both, then it is established in the Quran, actually. I don't recall the ayat right now, but the ayat is in the context of, of jihad. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, if you don't want to do it, at least, at least defend your own country. So the scholars have explained that. Also, the fact that you can get a, a when the, when the believers fight, they, they can seek war booty. And, and it's there's no harm. There's no harm in, in seeking that while fighting for the sake of Allah. Naam. Yes, and Lutfiya, uh, I've I've replied to you on uh, in the comment section about the uh, <laughs> the misunderstanding you have with the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal did not was not in charge or was I don't know what the term was of the throne, and I was clearly uh, refuting the the Ash'aris. I was refuting the Ash'aris, and I proceeded to say that whoever believes that must be stupid. Whoever believes that Allah was not in control of the throne and had to had to gain control of the throne after he created uh, uh you know the heavens and the earth is is a ludicrous belief i was i was criticizing that belief i was not promoting it so please like i told you you need to watch context and you need to pay attention to what i'm saying so that you don't conclude something that off that was a very very terrible misunderstanding now uh would it be valid if i pray the 12 daily sunnah Raka'at while sitting down, while having the ability to stand up and pray it. Uh, I mean, yeah, but why? I don't know. I'm 19F. When I publicly see a hijabi, oh, 19 female. When a public see a hijabi with makeup or adornments and I think they are beautiful, should I say Allahumma barik so I don't give them ayn or not because I'm saying it for a sin? Good question. Good question. Um, wait. Well, you see them wearing a makeup or adornments in public. Well, you could still give her ayn even though it's a sin. So the best thing to do is make dua for her. Allah... Ask Allah, Barakallahu laha hadakillah. Just say both. Make dua for her that Allah guides her. And say Allahumma barik because you still saw something that impressed you. 
Now, when people from Al-Sunnah refute each other, excuse me, how do we know who to take knowledge from? If we don't have knowledge to know whether the fetus is valid or not. Very good question. Very good question. How? By referring to the senior scholars. When you say Ahl-Sunnah, who are you referring to? Public speakers on YouTube? You have to refer the matter back to the senior scholars. They will determine and, and, and uh, differentiate between those contending brothers. Now, uh, you are not taking part in the Amal Junior Retreat Program of Father with Son. No, I'm not taking uh, part of it. I have a family member who is an elderly, who has fanaticism and Hanafi madhab. Ooh, such as about uh, fiqh and salah, very different. I'm afraid to speak because, because, because what? Where's number two? Yalla, Sheikh. Taib, we'll come back to it, Habibi. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. If you were if you were to suddenly pass away before completing these online classes, Zakallah khair. Allah Allah. Who should we look for next? Allah ya Farooq. I don't know what to say, bro. <laughs> that is that is deep. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Who you should look for next, Allah will guide you to someone. I've already told you the names of this. the same thing I've been saying for a long time. Go for Muhammad Tim Humble, Sheikh Abdurrahman Hassan, and those lovely guys. Thank you, Farooq. Try to kill me for a class. Ustad, uh, an من هم المرجئة وما هي معتقداتهم بعض يا أبن بطوطة أنت حجنني يا أخي قصة من بالله sometimes I feel like you're just playing games with us أبن بطوطة يعني you were not with us in the عقيدة class يا حبيبي don't you remember us speaking about the مرجئة إرجاء those who delay from delay delay those who delay إيمان from deeds so مرجئة are those who claim that there's no connection between your belief and your your limbs they, they say Iman is, is fil qalb. It's only in the heart. It does not include, uh, you know, al-a'mal al-jawarih. So that's why they say that you could be the biggest sinner and you could have the Iman of Abu Bakr Siddiq. Because you and Abu Bakr both believe in the arkan of sitta of Iman. Yeah, so uh, how could I be from the murji'ah when I clearly uh, promote the aqid of al-sunnah al-jama'ah that Iman is amal uh, al-qalb وقول اللسان وعمل الجوارح how anyways يا أخي they say that because we don't do takfir the reason why they attribute irja' to me or anyone else because we don't follow their footsteps in passing takfir on the rulers they want me as soon as I see the ruler do something that is in violation of Islam say oh he's a kafir and that's that's when you're not a murji' according to them نعم Why are some hadith of Mutawatir Malik, Muwatta Malik not graded? Not graded by who? They are, they, everything has been graded. If it wasn't done by the Imam himself, it's done by, by the students, it's done by Sheikh Al-Albani, it's done by the ulama of hadith. Everything has been graded, Habibi. Nothing is left ungraded. All the hadith of Muwatta Imam Malik is, have been graded. Uh, alaykum salam. Thank you so much for the lessons and your old lectures. They're now more needed than ever. Subhanallah. May Allah grant you. I mean, Zakallah khair, ya 
Zaki Allah khair ya Umm Muhammad. Did the opinion of Uthameen on the Hijra change after the revolutions? I don't know. I don't know, Habibi. After I have read the dua for sleep, should I not say anything or do anything correct? The last thing should be the dua of sleep and then knock out. If there's something sitting directly in front of me, can I pray Tahiyyatul Masjid? If there's someone sitting directly in front of me, why can't you pray Tahiyyatul Masjid if there's someone sitting in front of you? You could use him as a, as a sutra also. Not only can you pray behind him, you could also use him as a sutra. Naam. The Imam recited Ahdina Sirat with a Ha Ahdina. Should I repeat my salah? Yeah. Yeah, that is Lahin. It's a type of mistake that alters the meaning. What is the proof of the example about talking with someone to give them da'wah long term? Being a correct act of worship, considering second of the two conditions of worship. Like I said, we just established that uh, the ada, the habitual act for the people that are mindful of Allah, become an act of worship. And so if I'm speaking to someone because I'm trying to establish a foundation upon which I can give him da'wah, in order for me to give that person da'wah, I need to have some sort of relationship between them. If I'm speaking to them with that intention, then that becomes an act of worship. The evidence is, Who is better in speech than he who calls to Allah? This is a, a, a prep. I'm prepping the, the uh, condition for me to be able to give him da'wah. Hey. Some people use the fatwa of European Council of Fatawas to say student loans are permissible. Uh, the, head, the head used to be Yusuf al-Qaradawi. Is that fatwa valid to take? Absolutely not. Yusuf al-Qaradawi, uh, uh, rahimahullah, was a deviant, misguided scholar who, who caused major fitna in the Muslim ummah, either by promoting uh, revolutions and uh, 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 revolts and uh, khuruj, which caused massive bloodshed, or his uh, off fatawa and his inaccurate positions and his violations and, and negligence regarding the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And so fundamentally, you cannot take knowledge from Yusuf al-Qaradawi period, even if he happens to be correct about a certain matter, you cannot refer to him. And all of these fatawa, usually from this European Council fatawa, that, that take him uh, as a leader, you could pretty much be uh, sure that most of them are invalid. Now, especially when it comes to matters of riba and what, yeah, Sheikh, they've, Allah Now, how can Muslims in the West make Hijra when many Muslim countries only want expats with degrees, but we can't go to university due to riba based loans? It's a valid point. I, I, I didn't, I did not dismiss or ignore this challenge. I know this challenge exists, but I know also. Whoever fears Allah, Allah will make a way out for him and will provide him from places they don't expect. 
I know many people that made it without all these qualifications. There are many, many, many exceptions to this rule. As long as you have the good intention and you try. The idea is you could have the good intention and try. If it happens, alhamdulillah. If it doesn't happen, at least you tried. You understand? As opposed to just being comfortable, say, khalas, oh, look, all the doors are closed. Oh, I don't even have to knock. All the doors are closed. Nobody's going to open the door. I'm not going to knock. Why? Knock. And when no one answers, you could say, oh, Allah, I knocked. No one answered. But you're just assuming that all the doors are closed? Nah. Nah, it doesn't work this way. Uh, please help with my question. There's a fatwa council again, which decides that there's no valid argument to specialize in reading Surah Al-Kahf on Fridays. What should we do? We already done every Friday. There's a difference of opinion among the scholars. Some of them believe that all the narrations regarding uh, Surah Al-Kahf on Jumu'ah are weak. And some of the scholars have authenticated these hadith. So you go by whichever entity you trust more. If you trust this fatwa council more than uh, the other opinion, I believe it's... Uh, I don't want to say who I believe because I don't remember right now. I think Sheikh Al-Bani, but I'm not sure. I already said it. <laughs> then go ahead. Follow the one that you believe know more about the sunnah of the Prophet and know more about the authenticity of a hadith. Damn. That's it. We need to bounce. Uh, I'm just going to answer this Alfredo. Habibi, he didn't die as a kafir. Okay? Yusuf Al-Qaradawi, uh, we, cannot, we cannot assume that he died as a kafir. Uh, even though he's made some very problematic statements to scholars, they, they are very particular about pass and takfir. So we still say that may Allah have mercy on him based on the zahir and the apparent. Tamam? Uh, but that's why. So we don't want to be extreme. Uh, so naam, Allah musta'an. Tayyip, zakum lahu khayran. Barakallahu feekum. We got to go now. I got a gym to hit. Speaking of the gym. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.